2: you should tune in to the All Philly Show.
0: If you want them spots, you already know. You should tune in to the All Pro Philly Show. Philly show. Philly show, yeah, show. y'all know who hosted it, be Jerry Evans and Gerald Coles, they speaking them sports, the convos, open no matter the debate and where you go, that's NBA, you the NFL, MLB, or the NHL, that's men and women, and them colleges too, Philly, you know we got it for you, you already know, Jerry Evans. you should tune in to the All-Pro Philly show, Gerald Coles. if you with them sports, you already know. Tune the All-Pro Philly Show. All-Pro Philly show, show. Show. Live from Chicken Pizza, Marlton, New Jersey, just across the river, from the hottest sports city in America, welcome to the All-Pro Philly Show. I'm Gerald Colton, along with a guy who was the All-Pro five times in his NFL career, a six-time Pro Bowler as well, local guy, owner of Venue over in Philadelphia, my partner, Former Saint and a little bit Green Bay Packer, Jowry Evans. Hey, Jack. What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, so much is up, and Philadelphia is up, But it's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful day and a beautiful time of year here in the Delaware Valley. We are Chicken and Pizza every Monday for the All Pro Philly Show. You with me from 6 to 7, and you give up your chair. You don't have to, you could share it, or we'll bring another <laughs> chair. And for TJ Edwards, star linebacker for the 5 and O Philadelphia Eagles. Jack. Yeah. This was one great sports weekend in Philadelphia, and we're heading into another one next week. It's all being set up well. This one was on the road, so it was mostly on TV, although if you went to the Union game yesterday, you saw the Union, the best record in, or act this it would have been on Saturday, rather, but the best record in the league, and they'll have the home field advantage, and a bye in the first round, just finish off a terrific season. If people haven't been paying attention, we got a great championship opportunity there in soccer, but everyone has paid attention to the Philadelphia Phillies
1: and the league-leading Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, man, Um, they uh, started the season off fast, and now you you see the NFC East is possibly the best division in football with three of the top five teams in the NFL you know having four or more wins John's crazy because going into the season and coming
0: out of last year one of the great salvations for the Eagles was you, see, you look at it and you say well their division's easy anyhow no matter what in their schedule right. but it has turned out to be what you said I mean the Dallas Cowboys lose Dak Prescott have an awful opening day loss and they're sitting there at 4-1 and one. and of course the Giants with a great win across the pond over in Uh, England beat Green Bay yesterday. They're also a 4 1. Who would have thunk it? And the skins are down at one, or I'm sorry, I still don't get the commanders, but the commanders are down at one to four. And today, (laughs) Ron Rivera, their head coach, made a comment when asked about what the difference is between his club and the other three teams that are leading the division. He said, The quarterback. Wow. Take a shot at Carson Wentz, this coach killing, franchise killing quarterback. And I watched him yesterday. And he is part of the reason, but what a comment from a guy who's coaching a division where the two teams of four and one are led by Dan Jones and uh, and Cooper, you know, Rush. It's like, it's not like these are some Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are leading them. There's a whole lot more reasons for it, but he pointed the finger directly at his own quarterback. So a lot of strange goings on in the early season here in the NFC's, but the Eagles are riding high and we are now setting up for a great Sunday night showdown between the 4-1 4-1 Dallas Cowboys and the 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that comment came about when you have a backup QB in Dallas who's putting up wins and, and you have a Daniel Jones who, who they finally got the O-line under. You know, under uh, Raps there in, in New York, and their four wins. But um, yeah, uh, you know, Washington is definitely at the bottom of the division. Um, you know, Ron has been around a long time, ex-player. So I, I don't. I'm surprised that he would point fingers like that and not point thumbs. Uh, you know, at himself or his coaching staff, how how normally coaches really do. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a. <laughs> Wentz was a franchise QB at one point, but he's looking like he's going to be a backup QB the rest of his his career. (laughs) the way it looks like with comments like that. Well, you said,
0: you know, Ron's been around a long time. I think he's feeling he might not be around much longer. He might might not. That's
1: that's like, like what, two or three bad comments in a row from him? But he's running for cover
0: maybe and maybe also indicating that he really didn't have anything to do with the selection of Carson Wentz. It was really maybe his owner, Dan Snyder, or his general manager, and he's kind of separating himself from it. But there's a lot more wrong in Washington than just that, and there's a lot more going right with the Giants and the Cowboys than just and the Eagles are hitting on all cylinders, although Carson Wentz, I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts has a lot to do with his 5-0 and a start, but so do a whole lot of other pieces. And, you know, if you just landed in Philadelphia, say you, you, you dropped in on a spaceship or you just got in from a flight and you put on talk radio here this morning. You would have thought the Eagles lost that game yesterday. I I don't know if the expectations have just gotten so high, but people don't seem to appreciate how difficult it is to win the National Football League. And that going on the road to Arizona, a playoff team last year, who hadn't played well up till now, and having Dallas to finally, is a dangerous game. There are no easy ones. And just coming out with a victory is good in and of itself. So, you talk to me. You're the former All-Pro. You won a Super Bowl, made the playoffs a lot, and you went through all these different types of experiences. Yep. Any win's a good win in the National Football League, isn't
1: it? Everyone's a good win. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear, what did you hear of uh, negativity coming out the city <laughs> <laughs> about being the number one team in the NFL? I well, mean, that they got lucky. Okay. And, all,
0: and uh, you know, if they play like that, they're really going okay. to have their comeuppance. And look, they were pointing their finger at Jonathan Gannon again, the D coordinator, and the defense, they held them to 17 points. When you hold the opponent to 70 points in most NFL games, you're going to win. Um, the offense didn't have its greatest This game, it was all around the best game by the Eagles, but they did enough good things well, Terry, enough things well to get that victory and continue on an undefeated season. And you know, now they are such a target. Every week, everyone's bringing their best at them. And it's not going to be easy to go through this season undefeated. There probably will be bumps along the way, but if you get a bump and you get a victory at the same time and you come out relatively healthy because they already had some backups in, that's a great Sunday to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Arizona's not a bad team. They're, they're without their number one wide receiver, and, and maybe that's where the defensive criticism is coming from, them not having a, a top dog at the wide receiver outside position and still being in the game. But going into this game, you know, I, I thought five points was a little much with, with both both kickers being out. I thought it was going to be a, a three-point game. You, you don't know, you know, the energy or synergy of these kickers, and, and obviously the, the Eagles have the better kicker, is showed, you know, in the game. But as far as, um you know, th- these guys getting lucky, um you you gotta put some no respect on these guys' skills, man. They're coming out there. They're balling. They're taking the ball away. They got six interceptions on the year. The most by any team is eight right now. So they're tops in the league in interceptions. And they got to be tops in the league in in moving the chains and converting third and fourth downs. I I think they got the third and one, fourth and one situation handled. They know where to go, and that's right up the center. I think they found that out week one, and they haven't looked back since. And and, and they're putting together big-time drives and keeping their defense off the field. I think the one area on this team that, that possibly can can get better and I think it will get better is the special teams area and that could help the defense a lot. It can help flip the field a lot and get the return game going. But um but yeah I man these these guys are playing well. Yeah, maybe they gave up the fake punt, you know, you know, they had eight guys up, but you know that sometime that's gonna happen. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but that didn't hurt them in the game. They still came out with a victory and uh, and a road win at that in a tough environment. couple things, and we'll break down the Eagles
0: game further, and we'll also look at the Phillies game. But, um, Ja, the kicker yesterday for the Cardinals is a former client of mine. Okay. okay. And, and he missed the big kick. Now, you were a client of mine for your whole 12-year career. This guy gave me more trouble in a few months of representing him than you did, and we, we mutually parted ways. He's a very difficult young man. He's from Lansdale, went to North Penn High, and um, and it's it's I didn't have too many clients I severed ties with, and uh, it was before he actually was able to hook on with a team. He's now been on three teams, and he's about to be cut for the third time at Lee. Yeah, maybe the fourth time will be cut. Um, and it was just an interesting thing. And as he as he kicked for them yesterday, I was glad he was no longer my client because I didn't want to be rooting against him like that or. or have him hurt me doing something well for the Arizona Cardinals, but I got to tell you, I took an ex- extra sense of happiness, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell you why. Maybe it makes me a horrible person, but by the same token, uh, it was it was a really critical field goal, and you're doing these, you know, these game-winning plays. So you, as a guy who would play 60 minutes in the trenches, battle your your ass off, and you put the team in the position to kick a field goal go overtime, and your kicker missed it. How's that feel? Did you ever go in the locker room, and you guys? Take the guy in the shower, beat him up, No, I'm done. <laughs>
1: nah, I mean, you don't get physical with kickers. Even though I, I've had some, I've had some uh, some great kickers. My guy Steve Welliford, he was an awesome punter. He was he was a go after a guy. You would mess with him. Yeah, decathlon <laughs> guy out of Illinois. Um, but you know, I, I don't even blame this on the on Arizona kicker. I blame it on the coach, and I blame it on Kyler Murray. I think that 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 dive that he did, you know, he he could have got some more yards if he would have approached it the right way. Maybe he would have went head first and maybe got another play out of it, got some more yards. But even in the pregame observation, that kicker was moving everything to the right. So if you're coming down at the end of the game, you want to put him on the left hash. I mean, he was moving everything to the right. So there was there was some strategic things that they could have did to help that kicker that they just put in, I guess, the week prior with the injury to the previous kicker. He had already caused Kansas City a game earlier this year. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that, you know, the guys that have been there longer could have gave some help. But at the end of the day, when, when you're a kicker or you're a long snapper, you have one job to do. Long snapper, get the ball back to the guy kicking the ball or the guy holding it, the ball. The kicker is put the ball up the uprights or pin them deep or, or, or kick the ball, you know, to, to, to give us a chance to, to win the game or in field position. And sometimes it is frustrating because they only have that one job to do, but it is magnificent magnified when you don't do that one job that you
0: have to do well, well the kicker for the eagles yesterday dicker the kicker also picked off the street saying he's like soccer and where he does football seemed to really not be familiar with his sport but as cool as a cucumber made his kick made an easier chip shot field goal than amandola what did at the end of the game but by the same token came through filling in off the street you know those things matter and that can win or lose you games and as the eagles go through this season there is some luck involved and fortunately everything broke the Eagles way on those critical things yesterday. John, a couple of things I want to point out and then we'll come back to the Eagles and everything else. We are here at Chickens and Peace every Monday night during football season. That is Chickens and Peace from 60, 6 to 7. You get Jerry Evans and Gerald Colton and I am joined by TJ Edwards of the Eagles from 70. So all you people here, stick around. Anybody listening, come join us. We love Chicken and Peace. With- Players go best place for food and watching and drinks. Um, tonight we'll have Monday Night Football with Kansas City and the Raiders coming up. I think the Sixers exhibition game will be on here, and a whole lot of other things. And uh, as the week goes on, you'll have Phillies baseball playoffs, and we'll get to them later. College football all day Saturday, NFL all day Sunday, and everything else. And we're coming into where the Flyers open their season this week. Sixers open their regular season next week. Just an incredible, incredible sports time in Philadelphia, the city of winners. Right now, we've got the. Eagles are five and zero, and the Phillies having just won the first round of the playoffs. And Ja, it was a glorious weekend. We are going to touch on the Phillies. I got to mention our other partners here on our show. We got the Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania. You are alma mater, which includes Bloomsburg, Lockhaven, and Mansfield. Together, they're expanding the high-quality academics and building a powerful tomorrow. Experience the power of three. Visit commonwealthu.edu, and I can tell you, those schools did a great job for my partner, Jari Evans, not only from an educational standpoint, but giving him the platform that it got into the, uh, to the NFL. And he afterwards is an incredibly successful businessman here and everywhere. Um, also we are powered by Pico energy. If you're looking for ways to save Pico has energy answers to make your home or business more efficient. So you can save energy and money. Visit Pico.com slash ways to save. And we are also always driven by Mall, all Chevrolet, South Jersey, number one Chevy dealer here in Cherry Hill. AllChevy.com Ja, um, like I mentioned, you're here until the top of the hour when T.J. Edwards comes in, but there's a few things I want to point out. Normally, the negatives I like to point out before T.J. takes over. <laughs> and, and you, who never played for the Eagles, don't have as much trouble um, having to be critical. <laughs> what's, your ne- what's
1: your negatives? What's your negatives? Well, you
0: it's not negatives, but look, in, in every game, there's things to point out. And that's, that's one of the things that Nick Sirianni seems to be doing so well that Jalen Hurts does, which is, listen, we, you're never going to play the perfect game, and you look at what you can do better, where you can improve, and when you get a victory and still be able to do that, I think it's a perfect scenario. So, to me, some of the negatives yesterday were the things that you have been pointing out for a year and a half of this coaching staff, and that is run the football, run the football. They didn't really do it yesterday until that last drive. They get the ball back. There's about 10 minutes to go in the football game, just just under it. The Cardinals have just tied it up at 17. And now they decide to run the football. And they go on a 17-play drive that culminates in a chip shot field goal where they run the ball 14 of those times. They run the clock down. and are the clock down and also forcing the Cardinals to use two timeouts on that last drive, put them in position to hold the Cardinals to a difficult field goal, which they missed. But it seemed to me that maybe they should have tried to establish their running game a little bit more earlier in the game.
1: Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say that, but... You know, uh, I mean, I've been on, what, four, five, 5,000-yard passing teams with Drew Brees, and and I've always thought that we could run the ball more. (laughs) But we won a lot of games. And, you know, I I do think they can run the ball more, but what they're doing is effective and it's working. And I I look at, you know, you have a 17-play drive, an 18-play drive, a 12-play drive, a 12-play drive. They're keeping the chains going. So... They are running the ball, maybe not traditionally with the running back, but they're keeping the chains going and they're staying in manageable downs. And and that's why they're, you know, possessing the ball and winning the time of possession game and being able to um, to do that late in the game is key sometimes. And you see that. So. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, Miles Sanders is still. Third in rushing in the NFL with 414 yards, so that and he didn't get a lot of carries last week. He only had 15. Jalen also had 15. So there is a better balance, I feel like, early on in the season this year than it was last year in the no running question, game. No question. And you know, and and you know, they they got 12 rushing TDs on the season, which is which leads the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, they they are doing some good things, and the biggest thing that they're doing is is putting Ws in the win column with five.
0: No question. And Ja Jalen, who is played so well through the first five games and uh, is in is in the upper echelon of passers as well as far and away the leading rushing quarterback in the league has only passed for four touchdowns the big thing to me is that he's only thrown two interceptions so through five games he's on a pace for about seven interceptions on the year which is phenomenal and juxtaposed against what he's doing on the ground he has rushed for six touchdowns yeah the next closest quarterback is two. So all, all in all, he's accounted for 10 touchdowns, which is tremendous. And only two interceptions and zero fumbles. Yeah. And as you look at the guy's progression from coming in at the end of 2020, starting last year with a new coaching staff, to where he is now five games in, what a meteoric difference. And he is a guy that you really have confidence in that he's the guy. And you felt that all along. And now they've all rallied around him and given him the weapons to go. You know, adding an AJ Brown, he's just been terrific through the first 3rd third-ish of the season.
1: Well, yeah, my fu- my future bets are looking good. Eagles winning ten games, Jalen uh, <laughs> leading the, the the charts at the quarterback position. They were originally in the, in the... eight and a half. I mean, what a joke! There was no question. Oh they were no, going I to knew it. they were going to be above eight and a half. I thought they would win
0: ten last year. They, they won nine like last they year. Had yeah. an easier schedule and improvements all over the place in the yeah. second year of Hertz as a starter and Sirianni's second year and John again. I mean, there was no question they were going to go over, and now it's just a matter of how far over.
1: Well, the, I think one of the biggest improvements, and you heard the coach say it, you know, this morning on 94.1 with Angelo, is how connected they are to. You're plugging him. You are know what here, I mean? Plug it's just, us. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm plugging us. We're here. But, you know, <laughs> I wish we can get them on our show, (laughs) but, but yeah, one of the, one of the things that they improved at is just how together this team is and how they're, they're playing together. They're playing better. You know, they're they're doing things that the coaches are, you know, working on during the week they're executing better. And and that works when you have a sense of security in what the coaches are telling you and teaching you. And I think that that's one of the biggest difference from year one to year two in the scheme and with this system and with these players is how they trust each other. They trust each other to be in the right place. They trust each other to do their job. You know what I'm saying? So they don't. Nobody's trying to do extra, or do more than what they're capable of doing. And it, and it's and it's good to see that early on. You saw that late in the season last season, and they're able to carry that over from last season, late in the season to early on in this season. And that's why they have a jump start on on the teams in the NFL. So you know, it's a copycat lead. Eventually somebody's gonna, a defensive coordinator or somebody's gonna throw some wrinkles in there to try to confuse them a little bit. But right now they've overcome all adversity that everybody's thrown at them. Even the biggest adversity is the injury adversity. How many guys are ready to go when somebody goes down to go out there and execute to keep this shit moving? And, and that's, and that's, you know. Kudos to the coaching staff, kudos to the organization, the the treatment, the trainers, everybody. You know, they're they're really working hard to make sure that they're going to be, you know, competitive throughout the season and in and at the end when it comes playoff time. Well, John, it's also a credit
0: to the front office that's put together this roster. Really upgraded in the offseason with the additions of A.J. Brown and uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Hassan Reddick. Yes. Khyzerwe the rookies and Jordan Davis and, uh, you know, just Kobe Dean. And there were so many things they upgraded with. And their depth also upgraded in a big way. And you really see that because they've had to go to it. Jordan Maialata goes down your left tackle. That's a huge loss. Driscoll has stepped in and played great over the all day yesterday and almost all the game off the bench the other last week. So that's tough to do. Opetta had a lot of left guard. Jason Kelsey scared me and went down. I want your opinion when I when I finish going through all the things, the adversity they faced yesterday. But Kelsey went down at one point, and I'm looking. I'm like, is this the end of J- Jason Kelsey? Of course, he was back for the second half. I mean, <laughs> the, the guy is just such a warrior. I don't know what what you will have to do to get out of it. But but they have a rookie in Cam Jurgens who yeah. is his heir apparent, and he stepped in. They didn't miss a beat. And Opetta had to play a lot yesterday. amalo has been in and out. Um, Dickerson's been in and out. It, they have really stepped up, going like eight or nine deep already on the offense. So you, as a guy who's been 12 years starter in the league at right guard and trench there, how difficult is that to do to be shuffling these guys in on the whole, I don't know, teamwork that goes into being an offensive lineman?
1: Well, I mean, it's not, you, you don't think about depth in football like you do in, in basketball, right? Because you don't think about substitutions. In certain positions you do, maybe at the D-line, but the, you know, up front at O-line, you really don't substitute. But you always have that sixth guy if you want to go jumble if you go big personnel that can play and and typically that six guy can play, you know, both sides of the line, you know, either both tackles or both guards or, or both guards in the center. But, you know, I think that's just I think over the last couple of years they they've had a lot of injuries up front to where those guys have gotten playing time. So and and you know, Stalin is a good coach. He he knows how to coach guys and, and they work well with each other. I don't know what their routine is during the week, but I'm pretty sure those guys are getting reps during the week and um and it's showing on game day. But the the key thing is, is how Jalen maturity in the huddle and in the in his his presence in the pocket, you know, he's making the game slower guys up front you have to keep your eyes on him as a defense you have to have a spy on him they didn't blitz that much they were just trying to rush forward because they you can't let him you got to keep him contained and corralled you got to do stunts you got to loop people around and and he's he's using his legs very smartly and the one thing I think he's doing well is he's getting down he's not taking big hits he may have took one or two hits that I thought he could have kind of you know maybe not take a big hit but um but he's using his legs smartly and he's keeping the chains moving and that's important. He, he, he put a ball in the area where it almost got picked off. It looked like a little robber there with the corner. He didn't see him. He was underneath. You know, good thing he dropped it. But but other than that, I mean, A.J. Brown didn't really get too many targets. I think he had three receptions yesterday. But he's, you know, A.J. Brown is, is fifth He's fifth in the, in the league in, in receiving at 436 with 28 receptions, and he didn't even really get that many targets or receptions yesterday. So he's going to pick up. I think the outside is going to pick up. Dallas Gallard is doing this thing. You, he's probably the best screen tight end in the game right now. Yards after catch for sure. So I mean, there's going to be things on the outside that's going to pick up, and and they're going to add wrinkles that's going to catch a lot of defenses um, in different fronts that they're you know not expecting.
0: Listen, we got we got so many people in the house here. We got Houson in the house. We got Tucker. We got. Scott. Island. And we got all you fine people here at Chicken and Pizza. We are here every Monday. Myself, Gerald Colton, Jerry Evans, the All Pro Philly Show, joined at seven o'clock by T.J. Edwards of the five and 0 Philadelphia Eagles. And we've only just begun yet. We appreciate all our partners, our sponsors, Chicken and Pizza, of course, is the best for food, drinks, watching games, and coming out and joining us every Monday night. Still plenty of time to get to us before T.J. Edwards gets here. Also, the Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania, my partners alma mater. We got Pico Energy and Mall Chevrolet. So, stick around. We got to get to the Phillies still. We got to go around the league. I got to ask you what's going on with your former teammate, Aaron Rodgers. Your former club, of the New Orleans Saints, had a big, big victory yesterday. And not only was it your former team that you played on, you also coached there this offseason and um, have a lot of insight as to the personnel there and um, the transition from Sean Payton to this new regime. And it's been an uneven beginning, but they've been battling. They're certainly in every every football game, had a big win yesterday. And then we got to talk Phillies. We got to talk the Little Sixers coming up because I know. Know that you are excited like crazy to get back to your suite as well as our Center, and then we got Monday Night Football coming up, and just a whole lot of other things. What a great, great time of year! As all four sports get in motion, and we do not want to forget about the Union sport number five and soccer. And we are the home of the Union right here on Fox Sports Gamble. So stick around; we got a long way to go. You're listening to the All Pro Philly Show, Jerry Evans, Gerald Colton on Fox Sports Gamble. Look at this lineup in the backfield. Here we get those third quarter numbers. (laughs) Hurts. Touchdown Eagles. Jalen Hurts. What a wall of Eagles powering his way in. Welcome back to the All Pro Philly Show live from Chicken Pizza Marlton in the Delaware Valley, right outside Philadelphia, the greatest sports town in America, and certainly the focal point right now of the world. We got baseball playoffs going on, the five and zero Philadelphia Eagles, the first place Philadelphia Union clinching that spot, and everything else with the Sixers, Flyers kicking off or dropping the puck on their seasons, tipping off. Ja, um, I want to come back to some of the things from yesterday still, and you have been in the position. the Eagles are in. You won a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints when you went 13-0. and 0. You know that anything can happen along the way. Nick Sirianni continues to beat down the message of one at a time. Stay focused. Don't read your press clippings. Don't listen to your co-host on the All-Pro Philly show. <laughs> whatever, whatever it might be, just stay focused yeah. and stay level-headed and grounded. Did Sean Payne do that to you guys? And and is it hard to do when you know you're on a roll and it's your year?
1: Uh, um, of course he did. I think all coaches try to, you know, bring you back down to earth and make you realize that you have to go at it every week and work hard. every. You have to actually work harder. The one thing I always told myself was that each, each game you tell on yourself, you tell what you do well, you tell what you don't do well. So, you know, you have to study yourself and your film just like, your opponent is studying you, so not just studying your opponent, but studying yourself and how to be better. You know, did I lose this block? Was it was it me that lost the block, or did this guy beat me? Um, did I beat myself, or did or is he better than me? So, you know, that's that's the language that you want to. And you only can you only can play the next day. You only can play the next down. You only can play the next game. So having that mindset of one game at a time it is the way to go um, You know, and it's, it's, a, it's a very violent game, things change in an instant but, um, but these guys are rolling man they're, they're, they're doing some great things, they're playing well and they're winning games, they're finding ways to win and, and that's what you need to do in the NFL, you need to find ways to win, everybody's good at this level, everybody's an all-star coming from somewhere, so you have to find ways to win and you have to make mid, you know, mid-game adjustments
0: John, from my standpoint I actually like that they're tested and win close games because you're just not going to blow everybody out. you got to be in those positions of adversity and overcome that to really be a champion. And each week has presented a different test. First one, you go to Detroit. Not an easy place for your opening day. Now, as, it, as the season's going on, they're 1-4 and, and lose 29 nothing yesterday and look like the old Detroit Lions. Maybe it wasn't that impressive, but the bottom line is they were 0-0 zero zero with a packed house coming off of hard knocks and thinking that they had something special. Going on the road anywhere is a, is a good win. And then you come home, the Vikings, who are not a bad football team with a potentially explosive offense, and they took care of them on a Monday night. Go down to Washington, your division division fell. Again, maybe not a great football team at this point, but at that point, you don't know that yet, and you got to win that game. Then you come home the next week, and you get the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 3-0 and at the time of the ring. No, they, they looked pretty damn bad yesterday. So I, I don't know that they'd beat anybody great, and then they go to Arizona, which will never be easy. So you're 5-0, and but now, here comes the biggest test yet. Your Dallas Cowboys' biggest rivalry in the league for you—they're at four and one. They got to be really believing in themselves because they overcame the loss of their starting quarterback in a tough loss on opening day. Have had Cooper Rush step in, and their defense looks really like world beaters right now. So they're going to face an incredible test on Sunday night with the whole nation watching, and you just gotta love it. Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Lincoln Financial Field. Kickoff at 8-15 on Sunday night. Hopefully the Eagles or the Phillies have taken care of the Atlanta Braves. And we, again, with the whole world watching, Philadelphia will have a great football game.
1: Yeah, I mean, primetime is what you want. I think they have, you know, with this game, this Sunday night, they have five more primetime games, and I'm pretty sure they're going be flexed <laughs> come later in the season, especially if they keep winning like they are. But um, but yeah, you know, Dallas has been putting up points. They've been playing well. They got they got a tough defense. Maybe one of the best pass rushers in Parson. You know, one of the best young pass rushers in Parson. But the, the Eagles, are, I think, have a little bit more talented uh players collectively as a whole than the Cowboys do. And I think every opponent that the Eagles have faced so far have been quality opponents. Even, even you look at the Lions, I think they put up the most points in the NFL this, you know, so far. Or do five weeks gave up a few um, too, but they, yeah, they They gave up. They put up. They put up one fifty. They gave up one seventy. That's why they're they one and four. But you know, every opponent that they faced, they found a way to win. And I think that a lot of these guys on the team are are answering the critics from last year. You know, a lot of people said Jalen didn't have the biggest arm. Well, if you look at the next gen stats, he's thrown. He's thrown the second longest ball in the NFL this season at almost 60 yards. So, you know, these guys are answering these critics. These guys are playing well, and they're putting up – they're finding different ways to win each week and and overcoming the injuries to get those Ws. And and that says a lot about, you know, the togetherness of that locker room and and how they're going to – to and it's, it's actually a bonus that their division is doing so well because they can leapfrog a lot of teams and a, and a lot of, um, you know, statistics or whatever. We don't care about statistics, but they can leapfrog a lot of people in the league by winning their division and beating the teams that are in their division because their division is so strong. OK, I, I, I like the thought process. I mean, it, that's well, you're going
0: to have to beat good teams along the road. So why not face them in the regular season and overcome that? They are one of seven teams in the NFC, and there's seven in the FC that are over 500. Of course, there are five games over. And all seven teams are in the playoff <laughs> spots. So 14 out of the 32 teams in the league are yes. over 500, and those are the, the, uh, the playoff I'm spots at this I'm point. So it's, so it's just really interesting how that works. Um, the NFL loves that parity, and they get a lot of it, but right now the Eagles are sitting at the top of it. John, I'm just looking forward to Sunday, and he'll be giving somewhere in the range of four and a half to five and a half. That's, it's kind of a lot of points to give, but By the same token, you're 5-0 when you're at home. And the over-under is a low number of 42. Um, But, of course, Eagles only had a 37 game yesterday, and Dallas has been playing that tremendous defense. You got any kind of feel? I'm going to make you make a call.
1: So, Eagles giving points. You're going to give the points. Do you think it goes over-under? I don't know. Man, I really don't. I think the points are going to going to um, shrink a little bit as we get closer to the game. Um, I, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't really looked yet. I think the Eagles are a better team. I think, like I said before, I think they got more star players. They got better players collectively than the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to struggle. The QB is playing well, but I think this week he struggles on the road in a tough divisional game against the pass rush of the Eagles and the secondary of the Eagles. Um, and hopefully, and I think a lot, he'll struggle even more. You know, guys get healthy. You know, I mean, you know, the Eagles have been without four, three, four, five starters these last couple weeks. Those guys get healthy going into this night game. They can put up some points. They can do some damage. They can take the ball away. Um, you know, Powell's been running the ball pretty well, but. Yeah, the Eagles been doing well against the run, so uh, I think it's going to be a, a time of possession game. I, I think that both sides of the ball are going to try to eat up the clock, and I think it may be an under game because of that. And um, but I do think the Eagles will win. Okay. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you don't, you, you know, you don't. Well, I, I, much insight like on I, on the score. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty biased, and I always
0: think the Eagles are going to win, and I always think they're going to cover. Not you know, always. Uh, well, I do mostly, and uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a homer. What, what can I say? I always think our teams are going to win, and I'm always optimistic. Um, and a lot of times it does happen. <laughs> but, you know, I also have my heart very much in it for a lot of guys who we're friends with over there, and for how good it for city Philadelphia, for my partner here, TJ Edwards. I hosting shows when we win more than when we lose, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of reasons. But I do agree that the Eagles are better, but Dallas presents an interesting game, and when you talk about being entire time possession, that's why it is so important that the Eagles establish that run and get to keep that ball and grind out, keep their offense on the field, keep the Dallas Cowboys defense on the field. And we talked to TJ Edwards about that stuff in the coming hour, and and I know it's got to be a philosophy. I mean, even yesterday in a game that was completely balanced, where the Cardinals and the Eagles had basically the same amount of passing yards and rushing yards each. The Eagles had a 35-25 to 25 minute time advantage yeah. and, and won the turnover battle one nothing. Which, which those are signs that you will usually win the football game, even though it came down to a missed kick at the end to, to determine it. But if, if, you know, and on the stat sheet, it's nice to have that time, that possession advantage that they've had throughout the season so far, ever since week one. All right.
1: Let's, let's so what what help them in that time advantage is that, that that turnover drive. Now it was a three and out. I think they probably only went three, four minutes on it, but that one turnover did change the time of possession and, and, and kept you know, cut their drive short. It was unfortunate they didn't take advantage of it because they were up seven nothing,
0: had just scored the first touchdown because the game started with them holding Arizona, forcing the punt, which has to feel good. When you start on defense, you defer, you know you're getting a kickoff in the second half, you force them out and then you go up seven nothing with a great drive. Correct. Great start. Interception right away right. on the second drive Good field position Unfortunately, they didn't take advantage They did ultimately go 14 to nothing, And the Cardinals, to their credit, stayed in the game Battled back, tied it at 17 But ultimately, it still was an Eagles victory And I think overcoming those kind of things Dealing with that tight game down stretch Having that good long drive Doing what you had to defensively Even if Arizona helped you with a stupid play By its quarterback or coach at the end In the way they didn't manage the clock well yeah. Nonetheless, you walk out with a victory All right. We're switching You know what? We got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to the baseball side, the other side of Patterson Avenue, where Citizen Bank Park will have a home playoff game for the first time in 11 years. The last time they had a playoff game, you were in year five in the NFL. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: my neighbor, so
0: (laughs) they are. Citizen Bank Park. Park, (laughs) Your fine establishment right around the corner on 13th and Packer Avenue. And we got some other partners that we got to thank always, and that is Pico Energy. Where the hell am I? And we got the Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania. We got Mall Chevrolet and our people right here, Chickies and Pete's, where we are every Monday for the Upper Philly Show. I've got Jowry Evans is my partner from 6 to 7. And TJ Edwards of the Philadelphia Eagles will be coming here at 7 o'clock. So if you're here, stick around. If you're listening, come join us here at Chickie and Pete's either tonight or every Monday night here through the football season, which so far has been fabulous here in Philadelphia. So when we come back, we're talking some baseball and a few other things before we let Jowry. Ja- Jarry Evans, go. You're listening to the All Pro Philly Show. Jerry Evans and Gerald Colton on Fox Sports the Gambling.
1: From the pocket, down the
0: middle of the field, and it's intercepted at the 35-yard line. He was trying to get it to Hollywood Brown, but C.J. Gardner Johnson came away with the picks. Welcome back to the All-Pro Fully Show. That was one of the highlights yesterday, the Philadelphia Eagles, 20-17 victory of the Arizona Cardinals, which took them to 5-0, heading into next Sunday's showdown with the dreaded Dallas Cowboys right here in Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday night. Now, our other team that's playing right now, at least yeah. regular, right? not Exhibition, that shares that complex and right across the street of Citizen Bank Park, the Philadelphia Phillies had their first postseason taste in 11 years. And Ja, they had to go to St. Louis who calls itself the self-proclaimed baseball heaven. Okay. Even though Citizen Bank Park would be that way when times are good and certainly were from 2006 to 2011. But a long time since we've had really happy days there. And that's how long it's been since we had a playoff game. Uh, the, the Phillies went out there and had to play all games on the road had established themselves last week to get into the playoffs. And when we were here last Monday, they had not clinched that playoff spot yet. Aaron Nola was going down in Houston that night one week ago. They clinched a playoff spot with a great outing from Nola. And Nola was one of two starting pitchers for the Phillies that went into St. Louis and reached out for the Phillies. And they had just two great victories and took care of business on the road and advanced to the second round where they will play the Atlanta Braves. They start there tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 in Atlanta, play there again on Wednesday, and they come here for and then go back if there's a game five Sunday Atlanta hopefully they'll have it taken care of by then and everyone can just pay attention to Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday but yeah what a great great weekend for the Philadelphia Phillies and you know you- I go to games all the time. Mm -hmm. I try to get you and everybody else to go to games with me. I try to get everyone to talk baseball. And I think... Oh, I'm going to some
1: take this
0: weekend. You and everybody (laughs) else. Okay. They had 81 one games. I couldn't get anyone but my sons to go with me because they're afflicted with the same gene their father gave them of loving this stuff. (laughs) But
1: I couldn't get anyone to
0: go Everybody wants to go. They were
1: giving away hot dogs. They have have
0: dollar dog. That's that's a staple. But anyway, I love Citizens Bank Park. I love it the Phillies it's been a fun well. season yes, it was a awesome. success with or without this victory I felt in St. Louis but it just it makes everything so much better, and they have the momentum, and it's an interesting thing. Now, you have been in football where you've had the bye week, and the bye week in football allows you to get healthy and is a good thing, and, Right? And, and mostly. I mean, I, I can see where it could also get you stagnant and you go too long without playing. Like, when you won the Super Bowl, you were 13-0 and 0 and kind of on cruise control, and you hadn't played a mean <laughs> football game until so by the time you took the field in week two of the playoffs. But in baseball... The Phillies actually, to me, benefited from having this first year and gaining this momentum, gaining this confidence, getting this great victory, and going into
1: Atlanta with a little more momentum than the team that's been sitting there waiting for them. Um, I guess so. I mean, I think going into this season with the Phillies, I think that we, you know, everybody thought that they had they had good, good batting, um, you know, top batting in the league. They, they could field a little bit there. The, the big thing was the pitching and the defense, and the way they just took care of St. Louis, I, I feel like, like you said, the, the pitching is, is coming along. Maybe maybe the uh, the bullpen coach is, is, is playing some guys differently at the end of the game than he did throughout the season. I mean, some closers differently, or, you know, maybe they're tightening the rotation up, or maybe guys that just just feel the energy of the playoffs in this go time. Um, they play so many games. I I think the um, this was the first year of the designated hitter in the NL, and I think that helped them get to the playoffs at times, especially when Bryce was hurt, and, he, and he's coming back at the right time. I, I still think a lot of their big bats haven't woken up yet, and hopefully, this next series against the Braves, you know, they'll get it going. I mean, throughout the year, they went eight and twelve against the Braves. Twenty games lost twelve, so they've been hovering, you know, around, you know, maybe fifty percent against those guys if they were healthy. But it's playoff time, and in baseball, when playoff time comes. I feel like, you know, that's when the guys really dial in and, and and show the professional the professionalism and what they have and their talent. You know, um, you know, they bring it to the plate. They bring it out every day. They bring that swagger out. So, I do think that they can win this series against the Braves. I I, I don't question that at all. Um, and we and we know how well the, the fans are in the stadium when they're winning. And that's going to be a, a huge factor and get their, their energy up and. and. And I'm just excited that you know, the playoffs are back. I I used to go to baseball games growing up when they used to give free tickets in the in the hot dog pack. So I always have those memories and talk about that. But it's always good when the Phillies are in the playoffs and um I don't like anything along from the Falcons to the Braves, even though that's where my mother's from. She's from Georgia, but uh we got family out there. But um yeah, go Phillies, man. they Hope they close this one out. Maybe it go three. Maybe it go five. We don't know. But we got some home playoff games coming up this
0: weekend. A couple quick things to note on the Phillies series. They are an underdog, but not as much as you might think. It's the Braves are uh, 165 favorite, So Phils are certainly given a fighting chance. They actually wound up being about even money against the Cardinals. Maybe even a slight favorite on the second game. Now, on Friday, that's when they really captivated the city. I thought for the first time they had a big victory on Monday. Last week, to put him in the playoffs. And then they had this incredible rally down 2 nothing going into the ninth inning on Friday and had this incredible six-inning yeah. rally that was a really small ball, very different than the kind of baseball that's played in 2022, which is mostly home runs. And they, they had all sorts of guys, and Gene Segura, the big hit, but a lot of other guys chipped it, played good enough defense, got a great starting game from Wheeler. You mentioned the bullpen. I mean, this guy, Thompson. Came in for Joe Girardi when the Phillies were 21 and 29, led them to the playoffs, led them to a victory, and has been so cool and has made some unconventional decisions during that series, which included using Zach Efflin as his closer, both in the last game last week against Houston and two over the weekend um, in the playoffs. And if you take a guy who's only he's been a starter. starter, right? I he's always been a he's starter. starter yeah. And you make a move like that, and then all the other guys, That's the good. Alvarados and Robertsons and Dominguez's, mm-hmm. are, are really all all coming together. Bryce Harper had a huge home run on Saturday night, his first or second home run since he's come back. And you, you just feel like it's all maybe come together for them at the right time. They're getting contributions all over. So there's reason for optimism. I mean, they have a <laughs> tough one tomorrow because right. they're starting Ranger Suarez. Not ideal for your first game, but he's pitched pretty well for them. And and then you come back with Wheeler and Nola, who both were terrific, down or out in St. Louis. So you got reason to have hope. And certainly just the fact that there's playoff baseball here in October is a great thing. It should just be a great Weekend, they kick it off here on Friday. Probably have a game on Saturday, as always. This the series is swept,
1: and then Eagles Sunday. So just coming into a great weekend. I want to. What do you What do you think the biggest advantage for the Phillies going into this series is? You think it's the it's the bats in the ballpark? You know, getting the home games in your ballpark with your big bats. You know, what do you what do you think it is? Because because the Braves have a lot of top you know leaders Listen.
0: in in statistics on their on their ball club. The Braves are the defending world champions. This, yeah, this Braves team is. Good. They know how to win. They did not go into the season as a favorite because they lost Freddie Freeman. Probably their MVP who was MVP of last year's World Series. But they also were missing Osuna last year, who's played and played great. This guy's got to be chomping at the bit to participate in the postseason after having missed it last year. This is a really, really good baseball team. But the advantage I think the Phillies have or what's working in their favor is this confidence and momentum and a feeling almost a little bit of destiny. That game Friday was so crazy that they came back that way and have gone through a little bit of adversity. No one was given much of a chance at one point and they are now going into round two. And I just think it's that. A real nucleus that Bryce Harper at the heart of it, JT Real Muto, and a bunch of other guys have given you a reason to really believe in this team. It's a great mixture of veterans and some really young guys. And even if it doesn't work out this series, it's a successful season. It's something really great to build on. And, of course, those two starting pitchers and Wheeler and Nola, I think, are both terrific and hopefully continue what they're doing. Yeah, they do I,
1: I just don't think we've seen their best stuff just yet. You know, you throughout the, se- the season, That'd be great. And, and, and what, what a better time to, to you know, to bring out your best in the playoffs. All right, quickly, because we got to go. I want to touch on Aaron Rodgers. With the a
0: I do you, you uh, saw him across the pond playing yeah. against the Giants? Huge, huge victory for the Giants. But after the game, he gets weirder and weirder. And this is probably the same Aggie Roddy's always been. He's just kind of wearing his heart on his sleeve these days and speaking <laughs> his mind at this point as, as like a senior guy in the league next to Tom Brady, who I'm, I'm sick of the way refs treat him. And you get a sack of him and he and they throw a, a stuff but you've seen that stuff before. Who's that 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 well, I was
1: looking too. I mean, Jerome, he's ridiculous. I, I just hey,
0: How you get a sack, you don't slam back, the guy, yeah, just, just and, and then the you penalize the defensive player. I don't know what you're supposed to do. But that's a different don't story. Back the game, he gets on there. He, he talks about uh, one of his D-backs said, I'm not worried yet. i am worried if we lose next week. He took exception now. He goes, we don't talk about losses. He sort of pointed the finger a little bit at the defense. said, on games like that, we got to pick up the defense. Without ever, at any time, his comments-wise, got this sort of smugness to him, saying the last two passes of the game, I threw off the defender's hands and helmets and didn't do typical Iron Rodgers and pulled defeat, or victory from the jaws of defeat, and I just I don't, I don't know anymore, Jai, you played with this guy, and it just didn't seem like the great team guy that would rally the troops
1: Well, I, I think um, Aaron is a phenomenal player, everybody knows that I mean, they were up 20 nothing in that game like, when I looked at it, I thought they were clearly going to, you know, win that game. I don't know what happened, um, but he has a young team. He has a young team. This is not, this is not, um, you know, the the veteran team that he's probably used to having. Um, So, I mean, he does not have the receiving core that he's accustomed to having, and that's probably frustrating. And he probably doesn't have the defense that the players or the mindset or or the swagger that he's used to um but Aaron is in in my opinion you know he 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 is out there he plays for a ball club that doesn't really have ownership so I mean I think sometimes he does say different things that kind (laughs) of is unusual or unfamiliar to sports fans because of that you know Green Bay situation or, or Play. Just a different kind of guy. One of the he all-time a, greats. He's a, cop, he's a great player. I know you love playing with him. And, and Aaron's awesome, man. He, he's a great person. But he does he does play on media sometimes. He, he does. Your partner's in your winery. and
0: uh, He does and, play on media sometimes. And teammates forever. Him. Not the same as your guy Drew Brees. Just a different, two different guys. But two, two Hall of Famers. Two different guys. Two and, different and we will guys. talk about them a little bit more sometime. But we had so much to talk about this. Weekend. The Eagles, the Phillies, and a whole lot going on around the world of sports. So our number one has flown by. Great weekend coming up, though. Great weekend TJ. T.J. Edwards, star Philadelphia Eagles linebacker, is in the house and ready to join me for hour number two. So, Ja, yep. have a great week. Phillies Friday, maybe Saturday. Great week. Eagles Sunday. We'll have so much to talk about again next week. So we'll be having my partner, Jari Evans, the All-Pro, who puts the All-Pro in the All-Pro Philly show. I'm Gerald Cullen saying thanks for listening. Stick around. Hour number two to follow. T.J. Edwards will join me at the Philadelphia Eagles. You're listening to the All-Pro Philly show on Fox Sports The Gambler. It's the All Pro Philly Show Extended Edition with Eagles linebacker TJ Edwards. Live from Chickie and Pete's in Marlton.
1: A quick pass, but shoved the other way. Depends on the spot. TJ Edwards got to March East Brown right away.
0: Welcome to Chickies and Pete's in Marlton, New Jersey. As I said the hour earlier, just across the river from the greatest sports town. In the world Philadelphia where the five and O Philadelphia Eagles play and this weekend the Philadelphia Phillies will be playing their first home playoff game in eleven years and we just got it all going on there of course the union the best record in the MLS and they're right here on Fox Sports the game or the official station of the union but well, number two and I have with me Star linebacker leading tackler for the five and O Philadelphia Eagles number 57 fresh back from Arizona TJ Edwards Listen to that ovation
2: <laughs> Sounds so, like
0: the good luck charm man So listen 5 and 0 oh. Successful road trip. You come back undefeated and with the victory. Not an easy one by any means. We'll talk about how you feeling today because that, that can't be easy to fly across the country, play a football game, come back, and now you got to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys for this coming Sunday.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely a, a whirlwind, but we knew that was, you know, kind of the deal going in. And, um, yeah, like you said, just to get out of there with the, with the victory. And, the, honestly, again, it felt like another home game with all the – with all the fans there which was which was
0: absolutely wild so i'm sure a lot of a lot of philly fans are feeling that today as well i wanted to talk to you about that because Obviously, Eagle Nation travels well, but there is a groundswell of support where you're turning those buildings into your building. And I have not hit one of those road games yet, but you have now been in Detroit. But that was loud, and that was Detroit on opening day. But Washington and now Arizona yesterday seemed like they were home stadiums for you. And that's got to be just a great feeling, even though it probably makes it a little difficult for you in signal calling. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like
2: you said, it's absolutely crazy. Um, You know, you go out to to Arizona cross country and um, you see just the the green in the stands and, you you know, they're they're getting introduced coming out for the game and they're getting booed. So it's, uh, man, it's, it definitely helps us a lot.
0: Wow. Booed in their own stadium. That's what I'm saying. You sure that wasn't their own fans? But (laughs) anyway. All right. Take me through all this, though, because, you come off a good victory on last Sunday at home in the rain against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're 4-0, and you're right back at it. You know, there's, there's no time to rest on that. Maybe you get a few hours, but in general, you're preparing right away for the next week. Does it, back at the longer flight, change of time zone, does that play into it at all for you?
2: I mean, not really. Um, you know, I think, you know, we kind of we do a little bit of that, you know, preparing before before the trip, knowing what we're getting into. But um, it's definitely just, you know, another element you kind of have to um, think about in your prep and, and all that. And our coach has been really good with just making sure that, you know, we're ready for all those things we have to face. And, um, you know, we got out
0: there and, you know, got it done. How about that stadium? It is a beautiful place. Yeah. Of course, the host of this your super bowl just in case yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? hopefully it's not your only visit there but really beautiful place you get to see all these different stages. when you walk in there it's got to be a place where you can kind of feel pumped up to play great grass it's got the retractable roof but they don't let it get too hot so they i guess they had it covered up yesterday right yeah yeah probably a good idea in arizona heck yeah. in early october <laughs> yeah
2: no heck yeah we we got off the we got off the, the bus for the for the game and I mean it was definitely You know it was definitely pretty hot And um, then you get into the stadium And you know it's like the AC is on in there So it's you know great temperature um, Yeah I mean it's beautiful in there And again you know to have you know All of fit in there too that, that helps a lot So it makes you, it makes you feel right at home You seeing any 57s pop up in the crowd?
0: Nah, not yet. All good, though. All good. Hey, listen, I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. But, all right, so let let me talk about your week of preparation. Because we talk about the tests you face each week. And you start by going to Detroit, tough opening game on the road. Then you come home for a Monday against Minnesota. He did a real challenge there. Down to Washington, division opponent. Home last week for 3-0, and you know, Jacksonville Jag in the ring. You pass all those tests with flying colors. You're 4-0. Now, now you've got to go on the road against Arizona. They've gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. Playoff team last year hasn't played their best football this year. But you're facing a difficult quarterback. Kyler Murray presents unique challenges. And for you... In your position in the middle as a linebacker, talk to me about how you have to prepare, because watching you, it feels like your responsibilities are so extreme. You've got somebody to cover and watch coming out of the backfield. you got all these like things going on, and you've got to keep your eye on the quarterback. Seems like an awful lot to do. Yeah, I mean, it's,
2: uh, you know, like, like we always talk about every week is a, just an incredible challenge, but... Um, they pre- they present a different one with a guy who can who can run just about, you know, as fast as anyone on their team. And um, then they put them around with with guys that are, are similar to him, you know, smaller guys, but all can run. And um, so they make it difficult. They spread you out. And then, you know, you got to worry about him. And also they're they're a tempo team as well. So every play, you know, they're on the ball, no huddle. Um, so you got to, you know, kind of get thinking quick, get communicating fast. And I think that's, you know, one thing that, um, you know, we struggle with a little bit at times in the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, I thought we kind of hunkered down and uh, made the plays when we had to. But, yeah, he's a heck of a player. He really is. So
0: from your standpoint, we've talked about before how it's kind of nice to start on defense. Yeah. And so that that means you win the toss and you defer, which yeah. also is good because then your team's going to get the ball for that second. Yeah, and it worked out that way yesterday. You guys established yourself right away. You get that early hit in, which you did. You then force the punt, and your team goes right down the field and scores. So you're second down the field, you're already up 7 0, and you get an interception right away. You got off to a great start. Unfortunately, you didn't cash in on that one, but nonetheless, it was a really good start for the defense. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like we've talked about in the past, I love going
2: out there first and, you know, selfishly just being out there as soon as the uh, ball's put down. But I thought we did a great job, you know, the first couple of drives and, um, you know, our offense, you know, capitalized on them, which is, which is exactly what you want, exactly how you, you know, kind of picture that going. And um, any time you get off to a start like that, you no know, good things will happen. So it's definitely something that was a point of emphasis for us, and
0: it, and it was really good to see it, you know, kind of pan out that way now you had a former teammate that a guy you matched up a lot with in practice over the years and had to watch him again yesterday up close and he's doing great i mean we're talking about zach who really leaves here probably the best tight end previously in eagles history i think dallas goddard's going to surpass someone all over and i'm a big dallas fan but zach had a terrific terrific career here he still has a one season record for catches by a tight end and he's doing his thing out there looking great um did you get to visit with him at all? Does it mean anything extra playing against a teammate? Or, you know, once, once the game's underway, you forget and he's wearing the team's
2: uniform. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like uh, like back-to-back-to-back to back to back here. You know, you're seeing familiar faces and things like that. But, um, yeah, Zach and I are actually pretty close. We're, you know, same agency, so uh, we've been close for quite some time. And, um, you know, a guy I really look up to, I looked up to when, when he was here, just about how he went about his business and, and how, how much of a pro he was day in and day out. But, um, like you said, you know, when you line it up, you, there's nothing more than, you know you just want to hit him as hard as you can that's kind of how it goes but I was able to talk to him after the game a little bit but you know wish him all the best definitely glad that um you know he was walking out of there with a w jersey exchange or did kelsey get that from him yeah i think kelsey got that one he told me he'd, he'd uh send me one but we'll we'll see i'll have to uh,
0: make sure i send him a little reminder text there kelsey's getting quite a collection i got <laughs> i gotta talk about kelsey for a second obviously yeah. Your offensive line has had some injuries, and boy, have they shown something in the depth. Jordan Mailata goes out first series last week. Driscoll has played basically two straight games and done terrifically. Opetta had to step in a little bit yesterday. Um, And Kelsey goes down at one point yesterday, and i got to tell you, you know, my heart was in my throat. I'm looking at him, and Kelsey, you know, fights through everything. And I'm sitting with I'm watching him sit there. I'm like, is this the end? Is this the last time we're going to see Jason Kelsey? Sure enough, he missed, like, a series. Yeah, week, right? yeah. He was right back. And yep. he even said, I tend to get a little bit dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys probably had no doubt he was going to be right back.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's crazy. You know, just a guy who's, um, who's just played so many snaps and has been so, con- so consistent. He's been such a um, you know key for, for what we do, you know, day in and day out and um you know it's kind of one of those things where you see him if you know you see him walking off on his own power you got a good good chance of knowing that he's coming back because that's just kind of the guy he is and there's no way uh you know a little injury or something like that will keep him out but um i think that's you know just a great example for our entire team i think he sets that standard you know and he has for a long time here um and before i before i was here so you know the fact you know that one of your you know top dogs goes down and then
0: you know a series later he's back in it you know I like guess really does. I really believe he's a quintessential Philadelphia athlete. Doesn't, I mean, you know, knock on him, but doesn't look like much. Gets the most out of that body. Plays as tough as can be. Gets this city, and then he, you know, they all erect statues to him and, and gives the greatest speech in the history of sports <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the Super Bowl. I mean, he's just beloved and he deserves every accolade. Ultimately, hopefully, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That good and hopefully he's part of one more championship before he gets out of here, at least. There um, we go. Hey, I want to talk about the other guys, though, because here's Cam Jurgens, you know, kind of his own protege, his own successor that Kelsey helped pick. And, you know, you know what it's like to be on the bench and not know where your number is going to get called. And he had to go step in. That's an awesome responsibility. Yep. You're centering the football. We see a lot of problems with center exchanges when they have to go to the bench. Oh, yeah. I mean, it speaks volumes to all your guys who have stepped in. Yeah. I
2: mean, you know, again, you know, Cam, I think... From day one, uh, Kelsey's been trying to, you know, help Cam just in any way that he can. And, uh, you know, Cam came in and right away you could tell that he, you know, understood what was going on. He, um, you know, he's physically ready to play and all those things. And, you know, when, when his number was called, he did a really good job. And I think, you know, that's just a testament to what we've done from camp in terms of just guys making sure they're knowing what they're doing at all times making sure their their bodies are ready to go at all times and because um, like you said man you just never know when it's going to be your opportunity to play it's such a it's such a crazy game that you know it could be at any any point in time and, and he came in just like we said driscoll and um sue opetta guys like that josiah scott come in and um they perform well so it's exactly what you need
0: I don't want to go over your glance by Josiah because for the second straight game made to fill in for to me one of the best nickel slot corners in the league in Avante Max. Agreed. And he looked even better yesterday than he did in the first game. Yeah, you can just see his, his comfort level and again with how how fast
2: they were they were on the ball and with their tempo and uh, making us get in out of the huddle quick, you know, they definitely provided some challenges but again a guy who's just knowing what he's supposed to be doing, he takes his film study um, real, and, you know, another Big Ten guy, too, so it's always
0: good to see those guys get some love. My son, Tucker, and I were at a wedding yesterday. His good friend Justin, it was a, a beautiful affair, but I had to watch your game on my little phone here, right? <laughs> and, and, uh, and there was a giant fan with us. Tucker thought I could have handled it better, but he started insulting your secondary, and yeah, I got really, you know. really offended, so... Classic. He's like, Dad, you gotta let that go. <laughs> but he started saying, your secondary's trash. Can you just say what you would have said? said? if somebody told
2: you your secondary strategy. You know, for me, I'm just not even, uh, I don't even pay it any mind. You know, it
0: is what it is. and That's what Tucker wanted me to do. Yeah, exactly. You guys are way more mature than I. Exactly. <laughs> Let him know, Tuck. Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, and he, he, he's a Giants fan, so he's like knocking out Bradbury. Yeah, you picked up a, a, a think, hard garbage. That guy still has been heard so good. That. Yeah, they're still heard about that one. That's and hard. then, and then, of course, we can't glance over Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You, you know, I couldn't believe that you were able to pick up a guy that good right on the eve of the season. Yeah. and he has been terrific and i don't know you tell me how hard is it to just join a system and look that good and mesh that well right away yeah i mean it's definitely something that
2: that takes a lot of time and i think it's a testament to him and and how hard he's worked to get on the same page because you know coming in learning a whole different um defense is no joke especially at safety with with how much we ask of them and um you know he came in right away he wanted to know what to do how to do it and at the end of the day, he's a playmaker, too. So I think some of those instincts take over as well. But I thought he's done a great job of just making sure and knowing what he's doing and, and making plays that come to
0: him. Now, one of the things that's impressed me amongst a lot of your coach is the way he's handled everything. Now, we're here at Chickens and Peets every Monday night, and we got a lot of fans. But he would fit right in. He yeah, feels oh like yeah. one of us. He oh is yeah. a fan. He appreciates. He's out there slapping hands with other Philadelphia fans, thanking them for the support. Yeah. He's meshed himself in the community. He's talking about needing a ticket for the Phillies game. Do you know, he, he went on the air and said he needed a ticket for the Phillies game on Friday. I think he can probably find his way. The <laughs> he should this, be all right. This guy could go anywhere <laughs> he, he wants in right. the city right now. <laughs> yeah, he should be all right. His son's playing baseball in Haddonfield, which is right near us here in yeah. Wellington. I mean, it's just, but, but the, of course, there's no more responsibilities. The coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and keeping you guys focused what has he done what is he doing to keep you so he's always saying we take it one at a time we don't, we don't want to read our headlines we don't want to listen to our co-host telling us that we're going to the super bowl anything like that how how is he keeping you focused so you don't get ahead of yourselves and we know that there's still a long way to go in this football season
2: yeah, and we've we've talked about it before, but um, just just one the one thing you appreciate about appreciate about him is you know those things that he says to the the media and all that it, it's it's what he preaches and um, you know we come in every day and we're, we're so process driven that you know we're truly you know we're happy we won this game but um, you know we were right on the corrections and making sure we got fixed where we needed to and we're right back onto the next day you know I think that's one thing that you can appreciate appreciate about a guy and also you know want you to. You know, play for him as well. A guy that's, you know, saying all these things, but it's exactly what we do. We we take it one day at a time. We, we take it one practice at a time, one meeting at a time,
0: and um, we just keep on plugging. So you have a game yesterday where you have a kicker you pick off basically off the street. Yeah, I don't know if you got to introduce yourself to him. Yeah, no, top, yeah, kicker the great Dicker. Dicker the and, kicker. and it's it, it's quite a thing where. The game comes down to his foot. And they picked the kid off the street also. And M. Dole, a local guy, who wasn't represented, by the way. There we and go. I'm glad fun to, fact. I'm glad I no longer do. <laughs> <laughs> tough, man. Hey, number one, I wouldn't want to watch him kick against the Eagles. And <laughs> yeah, it's tough. That's I was tough. able to take a lot more perverse satisfaction in him missing that field goal than I would have otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway. This kid comes in, and in all the things you do as a football team, play and slug it out for sixty minutes, comes down to that. Pretty impressive, even though it's a chip shot. There's yeah. no automatics in the NFL, and and the kid looked cool as could be. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Man, I, I think you noticed that right away. Just when uh, he got on the locker room, man, he was just you know calm, and um, you can tell he had like a, a small you know little confidence about himself, and he was just a guy who. Uh, He kind of fit right in. And I think he has a great support group. But, you know, Jake was with them all week, make sure he's all right. And Rick and Aaron. all them being on the same page and um, we, we knew, you know, after first couple practice that he'd be just fine and,
0: uh, you know, really happy to see him go out there and do well. And Those are stories it. in an NFL season that really, when you look back, it's like each game tells its own story it's crazy. and you get a different hero. Sometimes there are lots of different heroes. It's, it's every game. It's always, you know, something new.
2: And I think it just shows you, you know, what this league is. You know, it's never just um, one guy every week. It's, you know, someone new. It's, uh, different side of the ball. It's offense, defense, special teams. It's, it's everything. And um, I think that's kind of what we were proud of. You know, this past game was, you know, it wasn't all pretty, but it was a complete, you know, team win. And we, we needed that.
0: TJ, these things are easy for me to say from the outside. You might feel differently inside. And by the way, just an aside, Chickens and Pizza is the best place to come watch games have some dinner, great drinks all the time. It's where the players go and the Sixers are on the screen here in an exhibition game off to a 12-5 start. We're about to head into that regular season oh, yeah. One more exhibition game but they've been looking pretty good so far in, in the preseason and they kick it, they tip it off for good next week. And what a time of year when everything's going on. You're 5-0 Phillies in the playoffs. Flyers drop the puck on the regular season this week. Sixers next weekend the Union, whose home is right here on Fox Sports the Gambler just clinched the best record in the MLS. Philadelphia's a great place to be right now. A lot happening
2: right now. A lot <laughs> happening.
0: And it's all good. It's good to be in Philadelphia, is Yeah,
2: man. It's it's crazy to be a part of right now. Better than Wisconsin right now. <laughs> That's why we don't talk about it
0: exactly. Whether it be the, the, after the Badgers or the Brewers or whatever it might be, better to be in Philadelphia right now. So, Anyway, God, I lost my way. I was, I was talking about... You're not being, wrong, though. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just so exciting. And, and you guys, of course, are leading the way and setting the tone for everything. But I, my, my question really has to do with from me from the outside looking that I, I like you to get tested You can't blow everybody out. That's not realistic And then when you get like in a game where you, you face adversity You might not know how to handle it So it's good to face it along the way And you've had some bumps I mean, We've talked about how each week has presented its own test And yesterday was not an easy game I also felt like you still always had control But even when it was tied up I, I can't tell you why I felt that way I don't know if it felt that way to you So my question really is Did you really ever feel threatened even when they f- tied up? And and big, do you like the fact that your team has handled those situations so well whenever challenged? Yeah, um, I mean, again, you know,
2: every game there's just there's some type of new adversity that uh, that's gonna happen, and you know, this one I felt like we, we got off to a really hot start, and um, then some things just you know we didn't you know we didn't execute well, some things kind of didn't go our way, but I think the the good part about all that is no one flinched. No one was, you know, freaking out or things like that. We, we got into the locker room and, you know, we were, we were good about the red zone stop we had and, uh, held them a three there. And then we knew that it was going to come down to, to us making plays. And, um, I and mean, I think, you know, just us battling that entire game, you know, them tying it up and us going up three and, you know, them driving there in the, in that two minute, it was all, you know, part of kind of like each game is, it, it's not scripted, man. It, it's wild out there. So, um, the fact that we can get out there with a with a win and and also feel feel good about the things that we did knowing that we got some things to clean up and, and also knowing that you know it wasn't our best game of football and we were able to get out of there with a win
0: I think that that definitely tells a lot for us just a quick question your coach said he doesn't watch kicks to watch some different guys your special team coach or somebody else to sort of see their reaction he doesn't watch kicks no were you on the field for that kick I was not on the field for that kick. No. So what were you doing during
2: it? I was watching. I mean, I was closely watching. I mean, that was uh, that was a big time play, and
0: uh, I just I just had a feeling, man. I really did. If you had seen what they were showing on the broadcast, they showed him in warm-ups, missing kicks just the same way he did when he actually kicked cool. it. His ball kept breaking right right at that same side past that goal post, and he did it, of course, when the kick came down. But one of the things that your coach did come, he goes, listen, I didn't watch the kick, but what I did see was our sideline going crazy. <laughs> and It felt really great, and the whole stand's going crazy. You must have been part of that wild celebration. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and, again, with all the Philly fans um –
2: in the building it like, it just feels like a home game. You you see him miss that kick and it, it just erupts in there at a, at a at a home game for them. So it's uh it was crazy. It was definitely, you know, one of those things where we, we needed that. So um, you know, we're we're definitely happy we came
0: out of there with a win. When you talk about the calmness and the confidence, I really do think it starts with your head coach. But your quarterback seems to have a lot, lot to do with it. And he's just so cool and and just handles everything. It doesn't get rattled. We've talked about that. But yesterday... The Cardinals tie it up. They battle back. They kept themselves in the game and tie it up with about 10 minutes, a little under 10 minutes to go. And your offense takes over. He leads them on an over 8-minute drive, a drive that they started running the football and really went down the field and wound up forcing the Cardinals to use two timeouts on defense that really helped you in the end because it cost them the field position and had them kicking a longer field goal. I mean, that is a. Tough thing to do, and his whole presence in the huddle, in the pocket, under center, has to just give everyone a lot of sense of confidence, as well as keep you calm under those situations.
2: Yeah, um, and you just see him. I feel like taking strides every single week in that. And um, there was a couple plays that were just, you know, incredible to me. There was, a, you know, the pocket was breaking down, no one was really open downfield, and he did, just able to get, you know, five, six on a, on a small scramble. It may not look like a lot, but that's that's huge for the next play just to not take a negative play there and um that last drive where they i think they took six minutes off the clock it was almost eight i think yeah which almost i mean it's 17 plays 14 runs it's crazy it's it's one of those things that you know one is a defense we're resting up so it helps us out a lot but knowing that you know he's calm up there he's not gonna um you know get flustered or rattled and he's also got you know one in my opinion the best line. in the nfo right now and just that unit working together it's it's special man and for them to go out there and again you know they stopped like had a couple drives they didn't get points but it's not going to happen every time and it's it's just them making good decisions and, and keep on rolling it you you love to see it 18 seven,
0: sixers, by the way is max he keeps doing his thing but max is balling <laughs> know, he, you know, he sure balling. is and hopefully like carries during the regular season. I'm, I'm pretty sure it will, but uh, you talked about your O-line, but we mentioned earlier, there's a whole lot of guys who would just step off the bench and yep. fill in there, and you haven't missed a beat with it, and it's impressive as can be. And and you talk about also the running. His judgment is just so good, and people want to criticize the running, but he's not cleaning the pocket unnecessarily. He does what he has to do to keep a play alive and make it a positive all the time. And you also talk about, you know, the best O-line. I think you got the best play there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And, and, At least as good as anybody's receiving core. You have three guys between Devontae Smith, who had a terrific game yesterday, A.J. Brown, who plays well every week but didn't have the big numbers, which is great. Because when he doesn't, and Devontae and Dallas pick him up, no one's going to stop all three of those guys. And even though Zach Ertz is still balling out for Arizona, and I wish him the best, I truly do. I think we got the better guy right here. And and he came up with a couple huge plays yesterday, including the third and 12th conversion, where he's just not going to be denied. And he kept that that drive alive and led to the chip shop field goal and took time off the clock. Yeah, I think you know one thing about you know Dallas again. He he can
2: catch the ball in space, do all that, but when he's running with the ball, it's it's something special, man. He he takes more than one to get him down, and he's not going down without a fight. And um, again, somewhere used to seeing in practice, so I'm glad it's you know happening against other teams as well. But. Um, just with what he does blocking and catching screens and also, um, you know, running routes, him and Jalen on the um, slice zone read stuff. It's it's special, man.
0: And he also carries Jalen into the end zone with two touchdowns. And i got to give Jalen another shout-out because I know it sounds like I'm fawning all over him, but I really do feel like he's the MVP of anybody so far in the league this year. And, you know, he only has four touchdown passes, but just two interceptions through five games, which translates to about seven for the year. And although he only has four touchdown passes, he's up in the lead leaders in all passing categories, as well as has six rushing touchdowns. The next closest quarterback only has two. And on all those fourth and ones, he's getting it. He's not going to be denied. Tough as can be. And accounted for ten touchdowns, amongst other things he's done. So Jalen Hurts through five games has just been incredible, and I, I wanted to get his credit for that. Now, before we take our first break, the biggest play of the game probably came down to the scramble by Murray in the run Before they had to kick the field goal So you're right there in the middle of it he's kind of going down to avoid you As you're closing in And probably went down sooner than he wanted to Or should have Now In his mind, it seemed like he thought he had a first down because then he goes back without any timeout, spikes the ball, and forces them to take a longer field goal than they probably would have wanted to. Were you aware? Did you see right away what was going on? I'm sure you're you're a Wisconsin guy. (laughs) Tell me your perspective on that play and how they messed that up on the Cardinal sideline.
2: Yeah, I mean, we knew it was close. Um, You know, we couldn't tell if he was going to dive or if he was going to slide. You know, obviously, he... He odds there it's a it's probably a different um you know but I don't know what they're doing you know coaching wise or if they're still running the same thing but uh it definitely changed a lot you know we knew it was close and we we knew that um they're gonna have to make a decision there and uh, once we saw that it was short, we kind of had a feeling that they didn't, really, they didn't really see that as quick. So uh,
0: we're, we're definitely happy that's kind of how that went. Wrong decision they made. But the last thing is, when you're on the field, it's different than us watching on TV, where they're posting the down on the TV, or you're in the stadium, you're watching the screen. But apparently... The scoreboard operator in Arizona put the wrong down. Now you on the field, you're checking the sideline and yep. watching the officials, right? Yep. You're not really watching. I don't know whether their coach was watching the scoreboard, yeah. whether the quarterback was. Regardless, it clearly miscalculated. Yeah, I think they just thought where he slid was was good enough to get it. But
2: um, man, and that, that rule of you know when you start your slide and that's when you're down, that's that's definitely big time. Especially you know those guys can slide or, and do all that anytime they want. So I'm I'm
0: definitely glad that's a that's a thing. Personally. He was. Scared to death of 57, closing it on he said, I gotta go down, here comes TJ I wanna keep my head <laughs> but, but anyway, it was a great way to end the game and a great victory in Arizona to move you guys to 5-0, um, we've gotta take a break, but I just wanna thank Chickies and Pete's we're here every Monday night, the best place for food, drinks, watching games we got the Sixers on here tonight, we we'll have Monday night football coming up in a little while that's uh, the Chiefs playing the Raiders um, and, and everything else and your Eagles on Sundays and uh, college football all day Saturday, and the Phil Will be on this week, and we'll have the Flyers and Sixers going all season long as well. And we just appreciate them here. It's where the pros, where the players go. You and your teammates go to check yeah. and Pizza, and you're here every Monday. Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania, Pico. And Maul Chevrolet, we thank you as well for always being our support here. So thank you also for being here. Come join us every Monday if you're listening. you still got time to catch TJ Edwards. We'll be back. We want to look around a little bit of what's going on around the league as well as what's happening Sunday night right here in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial. So you're listening to the All Pro Philly Show. TJ Edwards, Gerald Colton, live from Chickens and Pizza on Fox Sports Again. Again, Kyler Murray barely 5'10". Benjamin goes nowhere, it's going to be third in a long way Edwards is all over there for the tackle There you go A little mention (laughs) on the broadcast Yes, Welcome back to the All Pro Philly show Live from Chicken Pizza Marlton Where we are every Monday night and uh, Obviously just a great time in Philadelphia In the Delaware Valley In sports, led by the Philadelphia Eagles At 5-0 and their leading tackler TJ Edwards Who joins me every Monday Um, That was a good mention I know, uh there's a lot of guys participating yesterday and um, you actually had you didn't get the, the team leadership for the day although you're still leading leader Fair for enough. the year but it was uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson who had the pick and the, and the yep. tackle and even Slay had a bunch which is yep. great because he had missed you know he had hurt his arm yep. and popped back in there and it had a lot of tackles which is not normally what he does no no um, yeah man I thought you know there was definitely some
2: things that you know we wish we could have back in that game and just with some of the things that we were doing that, you know, we don't, we don't normally do. And, um, but again, I thought, um, Chauncey had a really good game. I thought he stepped in and, and again, man, we needed a big play there early and and he got it off, you know, started off right. And, um, Slade coming back, you know, doing what he does, you know, covering everyone, running all over the place, you know, throwing his body in there. It was, uh, it was really good to see.
0: So some of the great things we get to do here in Philadelphia is we just have so many great concerts and all sorts of other entertainment. You and your lovely fiancee, Kelly, joined me and my boys the other night for Post Malone. How'd you like it?
2: Yeah, it was a good time, man. It was good. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I've never been to a concert there or anything like that, so it was good to see, and, um, you know, Kelly had a good time, for sure.
0: Yeah, well, that was great, and heck, yeah. it, it's just fun, a lot of energy, a good thing to do on a, on a, a night where you got a, a light practice the next day, and just kind of take your mind off of football for a few hours, and real, yeah. real high energy, great show. Yeah, no, it was a really, really good time, and um, give you a, a quick, you know, mental breather, and then, you know, right on the road. My guy Dimitri Venegos took me to a show for uh, Radio Lab the next day, Ooh. and it was it was really 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 good good small show. We got Will Helms in the house, by the way, from Barstool Sports in well, Philly. Always takes well. care everybody. and He's got more pictures with Philadelphia <laughs> than anyone in the history of the world. And we even got a, a, a former baseball star in Zach Pederski at the College of New Jersey right here in the house as well. Um, and we are getting great service from Kia, wherever she might be, and we always do here at Chickie's and Pete's. So we appreciate them. We appreciate the Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania together as Commonwealth University, Bloomsburg, Lock Haven, and Mansfield are expanding high-quality academics and building a powerful tomorrow. Experience the power of three. Visit commonwealthu.edu. And Pico, if you're looking for ways to save, Pico has energy answers to make your home or business more efficient. So you can save energy and money. Visit pico.com slash ways to save. Hey, I hope you heard my shout out for you. And we're also driven (laughs) by (laughs) Mall Chevrolet. Look at her service. How how good is that? Driven by Mall Mall Chevrolet, South Jersey's number one Chevy dealer online at mallchevy.com. TJ mentioned Going to Post Malone If you had your choice Any concert Any act you could see Who would it be Oh that's tough
2: Um Man I kind of I really do I listen to it all Uh there's not You know I, I enjoy live music In general Um Polo G is one of my uh, favorite artists right now, and, um, you know, I think even a Meek Mill concert would be kind of crazy. That'd be, that'd be good to see here in That's Philly. Especially in Philly. That's what I'm saying. I, I can do anything. I can do country, you know, all that type of stuff. So uh, I did go to school in Wisconsin, so I know just about
0: every genre of music. And I know Kelly likes that, too. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. you got to keep him happy. And actually, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, Jari, who does the first hour with me, um, his mother got him on the country because she said it tells a story, it's a different yeah. kind of music. stuff, so, and I appreciate it all too. Just keep the opera away from me, otherwise, <laughs> <I like laughs> there's a lot it. going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it all. We really have such great concerts here. Um, TJ, it is such a great sports town, and I want to take you back to a time where you weren't even born yet, and that was 1980. In 1980, all four Philadelphia teams, the Eagles, the Flyers, the Sixers, and the Phillies went to the finals, either the Super Bowl or the wow. World Series. It was an incredible time. Now, the Phillies were the only ones who won it, but they all went to the finals. And wow. it, was just, it was just a great place to be in a great era. And I feel like the winning is somewhat contagious. Do you actively follow or know what's going on with the other teams? I mean, you saw... At your game on Monday, Bryce Harper's in the crowd, and James Harden's in the crowd. It's yeah. like it's a pick and gives the ball to James Harden. <laughs> there, there could be a great sense of community. It's hard to see each other because your schedules are so busy and a little bit different, but there's a camaraderie amongst the Philadelphia athletes, isn't there?
2: Yeah, I mean, like like you said, I, I think, you know, we don't really see each other or anything like that, but you, you definitely follow closely, and, um, you know, our, our equipment staff... Uh, to Arizona, passed out you know a bunch of Phillies hats and you know to get the Red October going, and everything like that. So you definitely know what's going on, and uh, I mean it's just exciting, man. You just want everyone to keep winning and uh, to keep it rolling because I think you know right now it's, it's definitely a good time in Philly, and uh,
0: you want you want to keep it that way. Well, that's what your head coach gets. He goes on to his post game interviews yesterday wearing that powder blue yeah. Phillies retro Mike Schmidt nice hat. The shirt. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, yeah, the shirt. Yeah. And actually. Getting back to Jalen Hurts, who I just have such an affinity for. Two years ago, when I was doing the show, the show with Rodney McCloud, he uh, organized a get-out-the-vote type thing. He, he took a bus all around town with the players on the top and, yep. and I went along with him. And this first time I met Jalen Hurts he was wearing a Phillies jersey and Phillies hat he had just gotten to town he's yep. a Texas guy and yet he got Philadelphia just like that and you should have seen the reaction of people on the streets I mean he hadn't yeah. even played yet here
2: yeah I mean I think just the the energy here is just it's contagious man and you, you want to be a part of it you want to uh, you know just jump right into the culture and kind of what you know what's been built here and, and you want to you want to be a part of it as much as you can and uh, I think everyone on our team again has a a Phillies hat now and uh, I got a Flyers jersey last year just to kind of have one and make sure I can rep that when I can and um, man know that the energy is great and you just you want to be a part of it at, at all times.
0: You know, it's, um, and Philly fashion is okay. I'm not the biggest fan of the Flyers <laughs> Orange, but I do like the Philly stuff, and I got yeah. a lot of Sixers gear, if Thank you haven't you. noticed. And, of course, my uncle being the equipment manager, I, I still have You got some, some nice stuff from Sixers gear, for sure. It's <laughs> good I, Sixers gear. I do. I don't think I've paid for any of it. But, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you're not paying for your Philly and, and actually, Howie Roseman, your general manager or president, got that a few years ago when he went over to the Phillies, and he asked them for hats for the guys, realized that we should support each other. Yeah. And, and that kind of kind of camaraderie is great, but I don't see you wearing your Phillies hat today. I got, I got <laughs> to ask you a question because you're a baseball guy deep down. But coming from the city of Chicago area, yeah. you're still a Cubs
2: fan at heart, aren't you? I mean. I- I, I love the Cubs, but right now I'm I'm Red October baby, and uh, no, I'll be uh, I'll be next show. You know what? I'll make sure I have it on when I get here, just to, just
0: so you can see. Well, and and that's that's all good. Listen, <laughs> the, Cubs, the Cubs are lovable, and normally it's not mutual. Hey, we're not playing, so yeah, yes, it do not matter. The the they, they haven't been in conflict a whole lot. There's not a lot exactly. of championships between the no two teams. No hate okay? but um, but. We do have something in common with the 2016 world champion Cubs, which, of course, was the first championship for the Cubs since 1908. They had yeah. gone 108 years since they had won a, cha- a championship. And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, there were so many people saying, I can die now. I mean, it, yeah, it meant that much the way the, the Red Sox yeah. did it in 2004. And the Phillies in 1980 was the first championship in the 97-year history at that time of the, of the organization. Those things mean so much to a city. Um, but we have something in common with that Cubs team of 2016. And that's Kyle Schwarber, yeah. and I don't know what kind of fan you are him, but we love him here in Philadelphia. He's that Philadelphia type Man. athlete. He's that Jason Kelsey type guy who, to me, has been the difference maker probably that took the Phillies a little bit over the top and taught them how to win. He's won two World Series, one yep. in Chicago, one with the Boston Red Sox. he's just been that difference maker. And in watching him again, he's that Philadelphia athlete. Doesn't look necessarily great, but comes through in the clutch and seems unfazed. So you gotta like him at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no.
2: I definitely, uh, I definitely know Schwarber, and uh, I think, he, like, again, he just like he's a blue-collar guy. You know, he comes in, and uh, that's us. That's what I'm saying. He just fits in perfectly. I actually got him on my uh, MLB The Show Diamond Dynasty team as well, so make sure I picked him up in my fantasy draft, and I had to make sure I was repping him, so nah, man, big fan of Schwarber's for
0: sure. So you're all dialed in for the Cowboys this week, and we're going to start talking about that, but... What a weekend we're heading into. Now, listen, you got to focus on what you got to do on Sunday, and it's a work week for you. But on Friday, we're going to have the first Phillies home playoff game in 11 years. If the Phillies win two in Atlanta starting tomorrow, it's tomorrow and, and Wednesday, then. They can wrap it up on Friday. But in all likelihood, they're probably playing Friday and Saturday. If there's a Game 5 necessary, then they go back to Atlanta. And you get to stage all alone here in Philadelphia to yourselves on Sunday night. There's actually a possibility. The game could be on at the same time. Yeah, as first, but, yes, but, yeah that's, what I, that's what I, really what I hope, heard. I really hope that doesn't happen. We don't we'll don't close it out before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, like Let's close, let's close the mound three or four and, and, <laughs> and not worry. Exactly right. Or at least MLB and, and networks have a heart and put, it, put that game on during the day. And, Please. And, uh, Please. Like, let's talk about Cowboys. Now, you know, something that is really intense in Philadelphia is the hatred of the Dallas Cowboys. So when you come to town, did you know about the rivalry and have you felt it yourself in your four years here? I think I definitely, you know, when you get here, I think you definitely, you know, hear stories
2: and, um, you know, you hear the history and things like that. But uh, it took me until, you know, that first that first game, my rookie year um, to truly, you know, understand what it is and. Uh, to be a part of it man it's definitely um it's definitely something else you can you, you can feel how intense it is you know just the prep through the week and um, knowing again that's a division opponent first and foremost that we got to win that game so uh it, it's a big time game man and i'm excited that it's you know sunday night here uh crowd's gonna be absolutely insane so it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good time
0: I know that I sometimes look at things differently than you as a player do, from the, from the more fan perspective, but coming into the season, that's one of the benefits that made me so confident in your club was I thought you had a weak division. Boy, was I wrong. It hasn't turned out to be that way. I don't know if you got at all a chance to see anything else yesterday. You probably didn't. You were focused on preparation for your game and you were playing at the same time as Dallas, but the Giants had a huge win over Back moves them to four and one. And that giant team has looked really good and is coming together and has a coach who has them going in the right direction. Saquon Barkley back, and we got two games to go with the giants. And you know, they're going to be tests, they always are, they're never easy against the, the giants, no matter what's going on. No. But, but that team's believing in themselves. And the Cowboys on opening day, I mistakenly and foolishly wrote them off. Doc goes down, they lose their own one. Four straight, a defense that looks incredible, and a quarterback who's taking care of the football and got it going on. So, um, this is not going to be an easy task. Obviously, now you've got four and one Dallas Cowboys coming in to face the five and zero Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Kind of as big as it gets. Yeah. Um,
2: again, like it, it just shows you how year to year this this league is. And, um, you know, everyone was writing off the NFC East last year, and um, now you look at it, and everyone's really strong. So it's something you got to be ready for every week. And again, you know, with Dallas coming in here. Big time division game. One that one that we you know, in order to get to where we want to get to, we want to win the division first, and um, that starts this week. So I think it's you know it's exciting, and again, really good team, a lot of weapons, just like us,
0: and we know we're gonna get their best, but they'll they'll for sure get ours. So it's exciting. All right, so you leave Arizona yesterday, about a four or five hour flight back. Yeah, you got in what time? Uh, like two thirty, two forty five not too late but not too bad a lot after the game obviously yeah and pretty late night so so your coach gave you the day off
2: yeah yeah gave us the day off today and uh, but but just like our team there was uh, plenty of guys in the building today you know taking care of their bodies and, and making sure we're ready to go did you have to go in oh I was in there I was in there tubs cold tubs working out, all that stuff man had to had to get the body right after
0: the you know the flight and all that and uh, make sure we hit the ground running this week well I would imagine it's not just a game it is that flight this of City, you just want to stay fresh and get your whole recuperation
2: going. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm not a guy like when we get back. You know, we got back about 2:45. I couldn't fall asleep so. Till- 4 5 o'clock man i just you know that that adrenaline doesn't wear off so i was up you know watching <laughs> watching the film and, and all that stuff and uh yeah we, we we jumped right back into the week so were you watching cowboys film or film yesterday Watched the game and then i uh watched you know one game of the cowboys just, just to get a little head start and
0: uh we're, we're gonna hit the ground running for sure i know you're very familiar with the dallas cowboys and play them twice a year but the dallas cowboys led by cooper rush has to be a different look than dak prescott
2: Yeah, in some ways, Um, but, you know, I think, one, I think both of them, you know, do a good job, and I think people were kind of writing off Cooper Rush and what he can do, but he's shown that he's, you know, a strong quarterback, a guy who knows what he's doing out there. He's confident in what he's doing, so uh, we're we're really excited to, you know, I don't know who we're going to play yet, um, but really excited
0: for whoever's out there, man. I know they haven't announced, but it's, it's hard to see them making a switch at this point for this game. But we'll see. I mean, obviously, once Stack's ready, they're, they're going to go in that direction. Yeah. But but obviously also, the key in football is taking care of the football. And when you win four straight starts, people might doubt you and might not be that familiar with your name. But you got to start to believe in a guy. And if he's just doing enough to take care of the football and allowing their offense to score enough points just to match with that defense that's winning football
2: yeah yeah like you said i mean he's just making the right decisions right now and um so i think you know we're excited to get out there and, and confuse whoever's ever's playing um and you know and force them to, to make some bad decisions so it'll be exciting i want to talk about a bad decision
0: all right and I don't ever want to put you on the spot, but i just going to tell you something <laughs> to see your reaction. It's not about your club. It's about the team in your division. So Ron Rivera, who was a coach here under Andy Reid way back, actually yeah. got a partner of mine at Woodcrest Country Club in Cherry Hill. I really like Ron. He's, since that time, has been the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, led them to a Super Bowl appearance. And he's been with Washington now for, I guess, it's his third year there, uh, working for a bizarre owner. But <laughs> but nonetheless, um, he is the coach of the one in four. Washington Commanders, and as Carson Wentz, your former teammate, as his quarterback, his second stop since he's left Philadelphia, and Carson might be coming becoming a coaching killer, but, but we'll see. But, but I watched Carson, yes, I was rooting for him, actually, and um, and he's still frustrating. And after, today, Ron was asked, what's the difference between his 1-4 and four Washington Commanders and the rest of the division, which is the 4-1 Giants, the 4-1 Cowboys, and the 5-0 Eagles, and his answer was the quarterback. Toughly, really, really bizarre. I throw tough. your quarterback under the bus. It is tough, and you know, and that's a division that has Daniel Jones and and Cooper Rush. So to say that is really saying something about your quarterback in not a positive way. It led me to believe that he was almost distancing himself from the decision to bring him in. But that can't be something that you as a team and he as a player. It's a good thing to say publicly. Yeah, that's I mean that's tough.
2: Um again, you know, I uh, have no idea what's kind of all going on there, but um yeah, definitely not something I want to hear, but you know, it's kind of kind of how it goes. Um but you know, you wish them the best, man. It's it's a crazy business and you just, you know, you hope they they figure it out again again, not against us, but you know, I hope they figure out what they got to figure out. You'll probably see it one
0: more time, but I don't know with oh, a yeah. comment like that. But I also know that no matter what Jalen Hurts or anybody else in the Philadelphia Eagles would do, Nick Sirianni would never say something like that publicly. Yeah, man, he,
2: he's he's the first one that'll that'll take the bullet for you. And, um, again, man, it's just it's something, it's a guy you want to play for, a guy who's, who's personable and also you know, means what he says and um, but also looks at himself the same way he looks at us and, and as critical as can be so it's good to see Alright,
0: so listen I'm picturing Sunday night at Lincoln Financial and I'm, my heart starts racing, I don't know how you <laughs> feel about it, but I'm just picturing you know, look, it's a full day of celebration and I, I've talked to you about how the usher or the guards at those parking lots have always told me that for one o'clock games the tailgaters start at six o'clock. For four o'clock games the tailgaters start at six o'clock, and for eight thirty games they start at six o'clock. So it's we're crazy. talking about probably a full day plus a full day. of getting ready for that game. So the only sober people in the stadium at the start of the game are probably the players. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be rowdy, man. Regards, it's gonna be rowdy. Hopefully by the time you take the field on Monday evening the Phillies have advanced to the National League Championship Series and and you culminate what will be a terrific sports weekend in Philadelphia. This one was great but this one was on the road. Now we got them both at home. So just looking forward to it. Am I getting your heart racing at all? Not, at yet. All. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It you, will be, though. You're, it will be too, though. you're way too cool. About so. Sunday, <laughs> about, about 8:20. Sunday about eight twenty. Sunday about eight twenty. It'll be there. Yeah, it doesn't do any good to get to get stuff right. <laughs> now. I'm ready to take the field, but but what difference does that make? <laughs> That's the high news, man. That's the high news. Kia <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> kept them coming. All right, TJ. Listen, I appreciate you always so much, especially um after coming back from Arizona a late game and, and showing up and always giving us your tremendous insight and getting me at least and I think everybody else here excited for this coming Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. we got a few people to thank. Back at the studio, John Jansen, who keeps everything working on the controls and gives up those those highlights and found the T.J. Edwards highlight always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We appreciate that. We're for looking sure. forward to that sack and interception <laughs> on next Sunday night of... Uh, Cooper Rush, and uh, we also got Slash here and Slash on the controls. DJ Nick Scratch does a great job with our sound system. We had Kia, our waitress, the fine staff here at Chickies and Peach. Got to give a shout out to Matt Schultz. Matt Schultz is our guy at iHeart. and he makes all this happen. and He had a really tough loss in his family this week, and we send him our love and prayers. I also have to point out, you don't, you didn't know this guy, TJ, the head of our station, Fox Sports the Gambler, and we just passed our third anniversary. Mike Tallarita died a year ago today from COVID, and we miss him dearly, his family, his wife and his two kids. It's just a huge loss for all of us, and especially for them, of course. And it's a year later. I can't believe it's been a year. And, and it's, it's a hole in all of our hearts. And just want to send our love and prayers to Mike's family. And Mike always in our thoughts and with us always at Fox Works the Gambler. Um And all you people who come here every week, thank you. We appreciate your presence. And if you haven't made it yet and you're listening, please come. We're here every Thursday at Chicken Pete's in Marlton, New Jersey, the junctions of Route 70 and 73, best place for food, drinks, sports. Chicken piece where the players go, and you can catch every game you want to see here. Right now, it's Sixers exhibition, and we got a Monday night football game with the Chiefs and the Raiders coming up. It's AFC. You don't have to worry about it too much. You can just <laughs> sit back and watch as a oh, fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, um, I, I've been noticing, by the way, Derek Carr's career stats are like building up. You don't notice that a guy who keeps playing and doing what they do in the National Football League at some point starts having really impressive career statistics. Yeah. We know how good Mahomes is, but Carr's been a little bit underrated and appreciated. Um, so again, thanks all our partners here. Also, which is Commonwealth University of Pennsylvania. Together, it's Commonwealth University, Bloomsburg, Lock Haven, and Mansfield are expanding high-quality academics and building a powerful tomorrow. Experience the Power of Three. Visit commonwealthu.edu. Pico Energy, we're powered by. If you're looking for ways to save. Pico has energy answers to make your home or business more efficient, so you can save energy and money. Visit pico.com slash ways to save, and we're driven every week by Mall Chevrolet, South Jersey's number one Chevy dealer right here in Cherry Hill, online at mallchevy.com. So on behalf of my partner, T.J. Edwards, who I can't wait to see his number 57 running around his Dallas Cowboys (laughs) on Sunday night. All right, T.J. Yeah, man.
2: Hey, another
0: show, another win.
2: It's It's got to be something going on let's, here, so we'll keep it rolling. Let's keep
0: it going. Listen, <laughs> we, we throw away month- yesterday's win already. We look forward to next week, and hopefully we have another Victory Monday Damn right. a week from now. So thanks a lot for being here. Thanks to all you people out there. We will see you next week. I'm Gerald Cullen thanks for listening to the All-Pro Philly show on Fox Sports, The Gambler. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?